Welcome to Shift, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that includes everything you need to ace your ACT test. Full textbook, tons of ACT questions backed by our memory enhancing algorithm, videos on key topics, a built-in study planner, and full-length practice exams. You can get a free trial by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Hamada Zahawi from both Right Track Admissions and also his new um, standalone initiative, uh, the College Admissions Mastery Course. So Hamada, I'd love if you could introduce yourself and your expertise and your company, and then also talk a little bit about this course that you put together. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having me, Tyler. Guys, obviously, the college admissions process is no joke. Uh, college admissions uh, is in some schools uh, at an all-time high. Costs are uh, a fortune, so there is definitely a need to get the support to basically be able to get the help you need to, you know, secure scholarships and get into the schools you really want to go to, so that you can obviously graduate and succeed in your uh, professional and personal lives. And I think that's really what uh, started uh, us on the journey of Right Track Admissions, um, where we help uh, undergraduates uh, here in the U.S. and across the world to get into schools, primarily in the U.S. Uh, with their application process. And to your point, Tyler, you mentioned the College Admissions Mastery course. That was a way of us being able to take kind of everything that we've done in the last 15 years and capture it in a video course series and a guidebook um, that we want to share with you guys. And definitely wait till the end. We're going to share with you guys a uh, code that we hope you guys can uh, populate when you guys go to our uh, page, collegeadmissionsmasterycourse.com, so that um, you can get the course at a discounted rate. Tyler's offering you 10% off. I'm going to freaking make that 25% for my <laughs> course for you for a limited time. When we drop this podcast out there to the world, uh, then you can um, effectively put in the code and get 25% off for the first 30 days. Yeah, and that code will be in the description as well. So, you know, whether you're on your phone or whether you're on uh, your computer, just go ahead and kind of uh, go to the description of this episode and you'll be able to find it. Um, well, great. So now let's get started with this. So today's topic is uh, who is the ideal college candidate and how do you become one, right? And the, the sort of the premise here is, you know, there is something that colleges are looking for. There is, in a lot of ways, an ideal candidate for them. And that doesn't mean that you had to have a tragedy occur in your life that your essay focuses on or what have you, right? It doesn't mean you have to come from a specific group. Uh, but it does mean that your resume, so to speak, looks a certain way, that you as a person seek have certain values or traits that the college finds desirable. Um, and these are things that first, it's important to understand what they're looking for. And then second, we're going to talk after that about how you can basically deliver that to them on a silver platter. So they're really excited to send you an acceptance letter. Um, so let's start with the first part, though. What is the co ideal college candidate? Thanks, Tyler. And that's exactly right. The, the, there is a type, kind of an overview of what the schools look for. And there's reasons for that. It's not haphazard. It's not ad hoc. Obviously, 
obviously, Tyler, you can imagine what's the, what, you know, how does a student succeed in school? Obviously they have to have intelligence. So one of the first things that the schools look for is, you know, intellectual curiosity. I love that term curiosity because it's more than just a desire, uh, just uh, the ability to pick up a book and learn and read and regurgitate. But it's a curiosity that gets people excited about the learning process, about pedagogy itself. And so what schools look for is intellectual curiosity, academic excellence, right? IQ, mm-hmm. how, you know, how you are able to demonstrate your intellectual uh, prowess caliber, right? The second thing that schools look for, um, and this is obviously, I, I would almost say, more important um, than IQ. And you're going to say, how is that possible? You know, schools are all about uh, intelligence and being able to succeed <laughs> in exams. The reality is it's EQ. Um, it's your ability to connect with people. It's your ability to identify and regulate one's emotions and understanding the emotions of others, right? That's the dictionary mm-hmm. definition of what is emotional quantum, EQ. Um and more and more schools look for that. Tyler, I'm, not, I'm sure you're not remiss to that concept of leadership, right? The idea of being able to be a team player. All of these things fall, you know, compassion, community, you know, service, all falls underneath the concept of EQ, how you're able to relate to yourself and relate to others, which you can imagine in a day and age where we're highly connected and interconnectivity across the world, this is right front and center with that. So EQ is something very, very important. We'll talk about how to kind of flex that as a, um, as a, as a skill, uh, as something you may have in your, um, in your applications. Other things that they look for, which I, I, uh, are kind of, there's no particular order, but other things that they look for is obviously your passion, your purpose. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great podcast out there, man. I'll tell you. It's called, I, I love it. Um, it's called How to Take Over the World by Ben Wilson. And he constantly talks about mm. great leaders around the world. And one of the things that he always highlights how to become an, an unbelievably uh, memorable leader is the concept of obsession, not just passion, but obsession. And if you can find that thing that you're obsessed by, you really can fly ahead as a leader. So I said passion, I said purpose, I want to throw obsession out there as well. It's really knowing what direction you're going, what your true north is, what you really want to sink your teeth in and really, really learn. Um, so that's something else that the, that the schools look for and they want to see more of that in um, in your application as well. Another thing that I want to kind of keep, want you guys to keep in mind is something I call the five C's. C's is in Charlie, the five C's. And I'll, and I'll lay them out. Nothing here is going to surprise you. It's just an easier way to kind of encapsulate some of the stuff we've just already spoken about. And I, I want to say I love mnemonics, but this is not a mnemonic, but something at least a way you can remember it. The first C is collaborative, right? So we talked about the EQ. We talked about teamwork and leadership. That's going to be very, very important, right? So it's a sense of collaboration, how well you collaborate with others. Another one you may be surprised by is creativity, right? Is what skills and talents do you bring to the school? What creativity, how, art- not to say artistic you are, but how are you able to exhibit art creativity because it enhances and it activates a different part of your brain. And that's something mm-hmm. that the schools want just in terms of being well-rounded, Right. Obviously, another one is compassionate. They don't want a school full of selfish individuals because they're trying to farm you out to be great leaders in this world, right? And the way to do that is to have a sense of compassion and empathy for others. Again, part of the whole EQ framework. Another one, and we spoke about this intellectual curiosity, is curious. Uh, You know, and how do you demonstrate curiosity, which is passion and intellect, right? And that's very, very important. Side note, side note, I have a... um, 
a desire to see the whole world. I think I may have told you about this, Tyler, and I have a uh, a, um, a website called uh, final50.world where I travel to every single country in the world and I'm down to the last 39 countries. The motto of wow. fin- Final 50 is stay curious because I truly feel, Tyler, that if you lose that desire to be curious about other things, you literally force your brain into atrophy. So it's so, so important that you have a strong sense of curiosity to want to learn about other things uh, in the world. And then finally, commitment. You can have a sense of collaboration, super creative, compassionate, curious, but if you're not committed and you constantly stop what you start, right? That you're never, mm-hmm. never complete a goal, then you're going to fail at school because you'll fail. You won't be able to complete your classes. You won't be able to complete your assignments if you are not driven and have a strong work ethic, you will not be able to complete the four years of college, which is what they have created since, I don't know, Tyler, you tell me, when, how long has schools for undergraduate degrees been four years? How many, how, for how long have they been, you know, two, you know, two semesters or three quarters, right? How long mm-hmm. has that existed and why does it exist that it takes four years to get a college degree on the whole, right? Obviously, some people can do it in three, some people do it in five or six or plus, but why is it four years? Whatever it is, it's not one year. It's not one month because they want to see your work ethic and you're driven and how long you can sustain this process to be able to achieve an end goal because that's what life is all about, right? It's the commitment mm-hmm. and continuation of it. The last two things I want to quickly mention is diversity. Obviously, we, are, we know that uh, we live in an age where DEI is paramount to want to a school and a company's bottom line, so to speak, in terms of what they espouse to the world around them. So diversity, equity, inclusion is going to be very, very important. So you want to exhibit diversity. You started off this conversation uh, talking about like you don't have to have a tragedy in your life to be able to necessitate admission to college. True. But you do want to show diversity and diversity can come in many, many shapes or forms. And I don't just don't mean race or ethnicity or religious beliefs, but I mean other things that you may have experienced, socioeconomic disparity, health issues, unique travel experiences, medical issues, you know, that you face, ways of taking care of other people, right? There was a crazy one I heard. Someone, somebody's like said, well, what happens if I had to live a life of privilege and felt guilty by it? that's also an element of diversity, right? And then what did you do about that guilt? Did you go out there and help communities or do you just wallow in that guilt and then live the dream, right? So it really depends. And that's how the diversity comes into. And then the final one, which is important, is your character and your personal values. Who are you as a person? You know, and that's why, uh, you know, I went to law school, uh, Tyler, as you may remember, um, and uh, as part of getting the California bar, I had to um, fill out a form of uh, of uh, character. It was a character fitness um, kind of questionnaire and test, so to speak, to ensure that I didn't have any moral turpitude as an individual, and therefore would not would not be admitted into the bar of California. Right. So that is something that will persist for the rest of your life. And we know how many people have been canceled because of actions and failures of moral failings that they've had. So in this case, mm-hmm. character and personal values are very, very important to the school to ensure that you have a sense of integrity as, as an individual, obviously a sense of compassion and a sense of purpose. So those are the key, key things I want you to kind of think about as you go through the process of thinking about what the schools are looking for. And just to kind of recap those for you, which obviously you can also find in the course itself, because this is a very, very important part of the course, obviously is IQ, EQ, a sense of purpose and passion, 
well-roundedness, which comes into those five uh, C's, collaborative, creative, compassionate, curious, and committed, right? And then we talked about being diverse, exhibiting that diversity, and those strong uh, character and personal values that really drive your true north. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, and so when you kind of pull all these things together, right, like – who is the ideal college candidate? It's somebody that is like that has integrity, right? They're not a liar, or is another way of putting it. Um, it's somebody that has something unique and special about them that gives them a unique point of view, and they are smart, obviously, but they're also personable, and they are driven to do something with their life, right? Like that's, and when you think about that, it kind of seems like a no brainer, but when you, people build their college applications, so often do they fail to address one or many of these key points, right? Exactly. And so that's where you kind of want to ask yourself, so how do you present yourself as the ideal college candidate, keeping a Mm -hmm. checklist in mind so that you don't fail to not incorporate some of those qualities? Because you may be like, dude, what a tall order. You just rattled out a list of like eight different things. I can't even keep up. But a lot of these things are common sense. You just have to make sure that you're able to bake them into your application so they stand out. So they're not asking themselves, does this person have these qualities? They see it in the different parts of the application. And I can tell you kind of where we would expect to find some of those things in your application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about it. Walk us through sort of your, um, the way that you approach this problem. All right. So here's where you're able to kind of bake in the different things that I spoke about in your application, right? So academic transcripts and standardized testing, right? That's a great uh, place that you can start showing intellectual curiosity, right? Intellect, IQ, right? And the standardized testing, obviously, Achievable does a fantastic job uh, with the ACT and SATs, but in some schools, they are going test option. I'm sure, uh, Tyler, you've had a bunch of podcasts talking about why consistently, why still do the standardized testing, why it's still an important factor, even if those schools are mm-hmm. going test optional uh, to basically flex and showcase your intellect. So this is where you can do it and why it's important. So in your academic transcript, standardized testing, showcase intellectual curiosity, and then go above and beyond right? Mm -hmm. Just don't do the bare minimum. So again, school's optional, test optional, take the test if you know you're going to crush it. If, you know, in terms of academic transcripts, take some of those higher level courses, take extra APs, take maybe a college course, just to show them how committed you are and how able you would be in an act to to tackle the, uh, the rigor of an academic environment in college. Now, for obvious reasons, the resume is an amazing catch-all. And this is where you really can have in there, you know, because you're going to be outlining you know, uh, your accomplishments, your volunteer experiences, your skills, your interests, right? So this is where you can show how well-rounded you are, how empathetic you are through volunteer experiences, your leadership experiences, your work ethic, what you've accomplished, and so forth. So the resume is a really good indicator, and you don't want to half-ass that. You want to make sure that you do a great job on it so that it really is a catch-all and captures a lot of these uh, factors in it right? Mm -hmm. The uh, other area would be obviously uh, letters of recommendation, which really can put weight onto your, um, really the five C's, to be honest, right? 
In a letter of recommendation, they can showcase your ability to be collaborative, how creative you are, right? The recommender can talk about your curiosity and how much you went above and beyond in the classroom or how committed and how driven you were in the classroom to achieve higher results. All of that could be in the letters of recommendation, which is why it's so important that you pick the right recommender, which again, I think, Tyler, you've got a couple of podcasts uh, on that front as well. And then... um, Two other places which are fairly obvious. I'll start with the uh, the easier one, which is the college interview, which again, I think you have a podcast on this. I think we're going to be doing one on it, uh, which yeah. is kind of showcasing as a last opportunity who you are and how you fit into the school, especially your EQ, because because that's where you want to, sh- you'll show in the interview your interpersonal skills. Last but not least, and the most obvious place that you can flex all those things that the schools look for are in the essays and the essay questions, right? And those like not essay questions, mm-hmm. but just the general small short questions of the application. This is where you can show diversity, integrity, leadership, personal values, goals, purpose, right? All of that can go mm-hmm. in there. And there's some applications that start asking you small short questions like, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite music? What do you look for in terms of, or where do you go for your news sources, right? Even that will show different aspects and highlight different aspects of your multifaceted personality and interests. So again, to recap, you've got your transcripts, your standardized testing, your resume, your letters of rec, your college interview, and your essays and questions in the application to really showcase all the things that we just discussed as to what schools look for so that you can really showcase why you should be admitted to that school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, um, I mean, it's all like about kind of making sure that you know what you want, what are the things you want to convey across all these different touch points and having that organized ahead of time so that when you're doing them all, not only are you making sure that you hit everything, but you're also having a consistent message across all of it about kind of who you are and, and what you would be to the school. Exactly. Um, I do also, I would be remiss if I did not point out that uh, you and I actually had a whole episode on how to get impactful letters of recommendation awesome. that was published on November 15th, 2023. Uh, so go ahead and scroll back a little bit for that one if you want to dig in on letters of rec specifically. Um, but yeah, let's talk a bit about, you know, how do you, how, like I just I just kind of touched on you need to kind of start with almost a, you know, a plan or a brainstorm Mm -hmm. and then turn that into a story and then turn that into, you know, the five or six different pieces that the college is going to see, right? The resume, letter, rec, et cetera. And, you know, probably you want to start thinking about this early enough that you can do things to support that story and narrative in your junior and senior year. So, Let's start talking about that, right? Like, how do you kind of get this preparation process started? So exactly right. So we've talked about what the schools look for, right? Then we talked about where you can actually demonstrate those things that they're looking for in the application. But even before you get there, right, is like, well, now that I know what they're looking for, and now I know where to put it, man, I don't even have it so I can actually put it in there. I mean, I, I haven't developed all the ideas. I haven't developed everything that the school is looking for. I haven't showcased collaboration. I haven't thought through how I can really, you know, discuss my diversity, right? You haven't thought about it. Maybe you don't even have the experience yet. How crazy is this? Which is why this particular podcast, I have to say, Tyler, is not, it's not just suited for people who are applying now. 
it's really well suited for people who are in their freshman year, in their sophomore year, in their junior year, because you've got to be thinking about your life like a story. And so there's a, a, a quote that we always kind of fall back on. You are living your story today that you will write about tomorrow. Again, you are living your story today that you will write about tomorrow. What a bizarre concept. And I think we touched on this in the last uh, couple of episodes that we did together. The idea here is that, you know, if you, Tyler, are sitting there and you're the application and I just told you all of that stuff and you're like, but Hamada, I don't have a way of really showcasing my compassion. I'm a compassionate person, I'm empathetic, but I just don't have any tangible way of showing it other than saying I'm compassionate. My mom will attest to it. (laughs) Got it. But we've got to actually see it in play because otherwise, how do we know, right? We want to maintain integrity. Mm-hmm. We got to believe you're honest, but we've got to actually see the proof in the pudding, right? And so maybe that's where you'll say, hang on a second. We've got a deficiency in your application, Tyler. But lucky for you, this is the start of your junior year, all right? Or well, worst case, this is the end of your junior year, right? You got one summer separating you from your college applications if you plan to apply uh, before the end of uh, your senior, obviously your senior year. So you go straight to college. So what do we do? And we see that as a deficiency. So you've got to live the story today that you'll write about tomorrow. In that, you need to basically start getting more mechanisms to showcase how compassionate you are. That's where you start volunteering. Let's say, Tyler, you're interested in dental school down the road. It's just whatever. Fine. So then what you really want to do is you want to basically showcase maybe where you volunteered at an elderly community and you were helping them with, I don't know, something to do with their oral health care, talking to them about it or helping clean their dentures or whatever it is, even as something as minor as that. And it's a volunteer experiences is still powerful information that you can include in your application. And you could do that even the summer of your junior year so that when you start your senior year, you've got that story under your belt because it was a deficiency and you solved for it. So these are the kind of things I want you to kind of think about at the high level. Now, obviously some of you guys may know what personal branding is, right? And that's really where you start thinking about, the best way to say it is, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room who you are, what you stand for, right? And so that is what we call profile crafting is what you want to start thinking about with that quote that I've uh, reiterated a couple of times, right? So you want to start designing who you are and how you're going to pitch who you are to that school. So when they look at your application, like, aha, Tyler is the, you know, the test prep, uh, I, you know, AI, you know, algorithmic kind of guy, right? That's him. That's the guy, right? And they start zeroing in on that and they, and they kind of, I don't want to say typecast you in a negative way, but that's kind of the person that they're looking at, right? And so mm-hmm. in crafting your profile, you want to start thinking about a couple of things. The classes that you're going to be taking, right? In school, that's going to be important so that you can kind of start zeroing in. So let's just use Tyler and let's use him as a as exactly what he does now, right? As one of his things with Achievable. So he can start taking classes that maybe have him learning coding, maybe classes in high school that teach on artificial intelligence and how you can capture it for education and ed tech, right? Who knows? Maybe even begs the professor at high school to basically help him and a couple other students create a class for other students at that high school. 
Why not? Right? And so they can then talk about that. Great example. Great example of this in the application. Let's reverse engineer it. You see personal insight essay prompt. Think about an academic subject that inspires you. Describe how you have furthered this interest in and outside the classroom. That's literally a question that the UCs will ask you. And if you actually did exactly what Tyler had just done, went out there and created a course on AI at his high school, or basically was taking classes on it in high school, then that's exactly how we'd answer that question, right? Another way of doing it is within your extracurricular and volunteer activities. We spoke about, you know, if Tyler wanted to become a dentist, uh, then he would basically go to an elderly community and volunteer there. So again, you want to be taking uh, extracurricular activities, and volunteer activities that showcase and highlight, especially those five C's that we just talked about, diversity of thought and spirit and so forth, and those five key uh, core C's, um, to be able to basically match it all together and create that story, right? So maybe Tyler, uh, I'm, I'm making Tyler schizophrenic at this point because I'm giving him already three identities. So let's stick with him being <laughs> just the achievable guy and the AI, right? So over the summer, he went to a coding academy. Maybe he mentored a couple of students over the summer, right? That's his volunteer, some of his extracurricular experiences, right? He took some classes in that as well. So now he's slowly creating a story. I love AI. I love test prep. I love helping people uh, excel in an academic space. I love ed tech, right? So everything starts to be geared towards that. The classes he takes, the extracurricular activities he does, the volunteer experiences he does, right? Maybe some, maybe one summer he goes and works for Amazon or Google or something and does an internship there or just interns at a startup that does this kind of something in ed tech, right? So he adds now some professional experience to that storyline. So it's not just academics, it's not just uh, uh, extracurricular activities, but he's tacked on a, a work experience that also feeds into that over and over. He's hammering home who I am. He's building his profile. Another question that you see applications asks, describe an example of leadership experience in which you positively influenced others, helped resolve disputes or contributed to a group effort over time, which he can showcase had he got a work experience and he could talk about some of the stuff he did and it all starts to fit together. Wow, here's a guy that's doing all this amazing stuff in AI, in ed tech. He's shown it in the workspace. He's shown it in terms of team activities, shown extracurricular in his classes. This guy's committed. Versus the guy who comes right. in there and says, I want to do it and has no experience and no storyline for it. Yeah. And to quickly interrupt you, um, one of the things that I also think is super interesting about what you're saying and I think is important to touch on is the fact that everything's kind of aligned in a, in a general, you know, around kind of one story or maybe max, like a couple of things. Um, and it's not that you also play tennis and you also play chess and you also are, you know, taking painting classes and a bunch of other things, right? Like it's more focused and it's kind of like you're not trying to kind of boil the ocean. Like you're really just trying to show that you're passionate about something. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm sure Tyler, neither you or I will ever dissuade anybody from having eclectic interests and being a Renaissance person. None of us mm -hmm. are going to tell you that. Do it. Knock yourself out. Get as many interests as you like. But recognize when it comes to college and being strategic, you want to make sure that your storyline fits. So at least that core narrative is really buttoned up. The other stuff is 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 fluff. It's stuff that you're doing for yourself, for your own edification, for your own interests. You can have it in your resume, but make sure that you're focusing on that narrative, which has a consistent storyline among these different areas that you can really talk about. Mm-hmm.
Exactly. Anyways, yep. continue with what you were you were going down your list, I think. Yeah, I mean, the only other two areas that you want to also kind of add in there in terms of, you know, really showcasing where and how you can develop that storyline, your summer activities, we already spoke about Tyler going out there over a summer and working uh, in a, you know, in a job or maybe mentoring students over the job, never, ever, ever neglect the importance of summers for your own development, for your own personal development, for the for the storyline itself. Don't just kind of sit back and Netflix and chill and waste time when you could really be doing something. And you're going to be like, Hamada, I can't find anything. Dude, just find two weeks of something. Just two weeks. I'm not asking you for 10 weeks or, over or the just, summer. Or just do something. Yeah, do it. <laughs> like just, like take, I, a, take a coding boot camp course. Like the, you don't have to have any permission to do that. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's not going to break your back. Like just go on Unanimy or Udanimy, excuse me, or Coursera, or just, as I said, take a boot camp. Just do it. General Assembly, whatever it is, just again to showcase that. And it doesn't have to be the whole summer. You could just be two weeks in the summer, four weeks in the summer, right? Um, and that's super important, again, to kind of piece together with your narrative. Um, and lastly, lastly, um, uh, an area that really can kind of showcase your storyline. Um, and this kind of go deviates a little bit outside the, the how, you know, beautifully buttoned up we just, you know, did it, which is academics, your extracurriculars, your summer activities, uh, your work activities, but also embrace challenges, right? Mm -hmm. Don't leave those uh, for the wayside, right? Those are going to be super important as part of the narrative. Let me... Let I'm going to deviate again. I love deviating sometimes. I apologize, Tyler. You can cut it out of the podcast if you hate it. But um, I just finished um, doing the half Ironman. Um, and it was something it took me about oh, six cool. months to train for, right? As part of that, I wanted to put together a vlog to really showcase my experience. Now, Tyler, if I did a vlog about my experience with Ironman, where I told you I wanted to do it, I trained for it, and I accomplished it, does that sound like a sexy, interesting storyline? Like, nah, uh, maybe give it a give it a B minus C. You're interested, okay? Whatever. He had a he had a goal. He had a middle. He had an end. But imagine if I told you I had the goal, and then in the middle I got injured. Then I got sick. Then I lost motivation. Then I suddenly decided to raise money for a cause that actually motivated me to do something to do go above and beyond. Because now when I was running, I was running for a purpose. And then let's say when I landed across the world where I did the Ironman, I experienced jet lag, then I freaked out, then I have anxiety. But then the day of, I zenned out, and then I, I did it and I crushed it. And then I looked back and I recognized that the most important lesson I learned was to be kind to yourself because of how harsh I was during the whole process of training. Oh my God, how much more goddamn relatable is that? A hell of a lot more relatable. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I embraced the challenges. I recognized there was physical challenges, mental challenges, lack of motivation. That's what you're gonna go through, Tyler, if you do an Ironman. You're not a machine. You're not just a plug and play. Just put in a code and you're off to the races. You're going to have issues. So you want to relate to the person. We want to relate to you when we read your application. So embrace those challenges, right? Because those are going to be very, very important to say, how do you deal with them? Because you and I both know, we're both entrepreneurs. And we both know how lonely and difficult it can be to be an entrepreneur, to face certain challenges in your life. But those challenges, as they say, you know, only let you, you know, if you, when you face those headwinds, they'll let you soar even higher if you face them head on, right? So those challenges are going to be very important. And I just, don't ask me, just look at the prompt again. 
The lessons we take from obstacles we encounter can be fundamental to later success. Recount a time when you faced a challenge, setback, or failure. How did it affect you? What did you learn from the experience? That's another University of California personal insight essay prompt. Right there. Reverse engineer it. Boom. Um, let me end this with just kind of like now I've given you a ton of to think about in terms of now how to actually start designing your story, living your story, right? I want you to think about a couple of key pro tips when thinking about that. And the first is document it, right? I just told you right now, guys, I did, the, I did that half Ironman, right? And I'm trying to film a vlog for it and really kind of make it into a storyline that really captures that moment for me, really emotional moment for me. Well, what did I do? I documented it, right? Pictures, uh, images, videos, and then hopefully this vlog at the end. So document everything, everything that you go through, be intentional. Put, take a Google Doc, scribble notes, post-its. I don't care. Just have, you know what? Even your freaking Instagram account. Just have the pictures of, your, of the different phases of your life, of different things you've achieved that you can go back to and remember because you're going to invariably forget with all the experiences you have. So document everything. Also, do a SWOT analysis of yourself. It's going to sound weird, but what you want to do is you want to look at your strengths, your weaknesses, the opportunities that exist, and the threats that you may encounter, right? And you can figure out how best to maximize your strengths, mitigate your weaknesses, manage those opportunities that you have ahead of you, and minimize those threats that you may encounter. Just think about that. So even, even do a SWOT analysis of yourself so you can know exactly where you stand at any given time. And finally, finally, never start, you know, it's never too early to start, excuse me. It's just never too early. Because we talked about if you're, even if you're a freshman and listening to this, it couldn't make sense because you're starting to create the story that you're going to write about in senior year. And mm -hmm. even if you're a rising senior and you're in that summertime, it's not, it's not in the end of the world because you still have a summer to discuss, build your, you know, build those deficiencies and, and help create. And how do I say it? Really kind of cement that story together. So it's plausible, believable, authentic, and that schools will, will love it. And then eventually take you on as a college candidate. Yeah. No, I think that's all, this is all fantastic tips. And I mean, the, the key here is that really at the end of the day, in order to become the kind of candidate that a college wants, it's not about becoming a different person. It's like, I don't know, this sounds corny, but it's kind of becoming about the best version of yourself, right? And, you know, this doesn't mean that you spend your entire, uh, you know, high school time trying to find a cure for cancer and you never watch Netflix again or play another round of Fortnite. But it's more that you're taking the initiative to go and do things that are aligned with that mission that you have. And, you know, frankly, it's the, the effort really matters the most. And then obviously the accomplishments, if they come, you will really show not just that you have a passion, but that you can make a difference in it. And all of this stuff, I think, then gets you set up for telling your story, making, you know, making your story into the application. And that really builds a great college application approach. Yeah. And, I, you know, that ideal candidacy. Exactly. And remember, half the battle is creating the story. The other half of the battle is, is transcribing it. 
Because there's no point mm-hmm. of having a great story, everything you've kind of put together, all this hard work that we just discussed on this podcast, and then you can't effectual, effectively put it down on paper and present it to the school to showcase why you're so great. So, I mean, it is a two-part process, but make sure that's why. Design the story and the writing part will be so much easier and more fulfilling and gratifying, almost cathartic, because you're essentially taking all that you've developed intentionally and boom, presenting it beautifully without worrying about like, well, I didn't really show compassion. Oh, I can't remember where I have an element of diversity in terms of my background that I could really talk about. Exactly. Anything else you want to talk about on this topic before we wrap up? No, not at all. I think that just, just think about those, those areas of what are the schools looking for? Where can you demonstrate them? And then finally, how do you develop the storyline so that you can fill in all the application in the best way possible to really kind of stand out? Obviously, as I said, a lot of this information uh, was developed out of 15 years of experience since we started the company in 2008. And I was able to finally basically put it all down because of by popular demand, a lot of people are like, just put these things down. And I put it down in that college admissions mastery course uh, that we created uh, for you. So check it out, www.collegeadmissionsmasterycourse.com. Um, you'll have this in the show notes at the end and the code for that first month to get that 25% off for you will be WTA podcast, which again is right track admission. So you just put WTA podcast uh, as the code to get that 25% off when you go to the website. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is Ben Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Hamada Zahawi from um, right track admissions and from college admissions mastery course.com. And Achievable has a great ACT course that you can try for free by visiting achievable.me and use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout.